dream big never stop dreaming because you can do whatever that you want as long as you believe in your dreams hi everyone welcome to the dare to dream productions podcast welcome elizabeth j cassidy She's a filmmaker, writer, and actor from England who's been in the film industry for the past five years. Her work is rooted in social commentary that blends rawness and vulnerability with vibrant colors and poetry that speaks from the soul. Her work reminds us that we all struggle, have scars, but that is what makes us beautiful human beings. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, and thank you for everything you said about my work. It's lovely. Um to hear that spoken that it's coming across how I want it to so yeah amazing (laughs) I love your work because it it seems very unique and deeply personal and experimentation seems to be part of your creative process can you talk a little bit about that yeah so I love experimenting for me I write all my ideas down in my book and sometimes I revisit them sometimes I don't. It's a kind of a jumble of things that pop into my head, poetry, just film ideas. It's completely all over the place so sometimes it's nice to connect those ideas together and work them out, see if they work, see if they don't. For my most recent film, Lockdown, I actually woke up one morning and was like, I'm just gonna film something. and I did that over the course of three days, just filming things that came into my head, stopping what I was doing and like, okay, filming again. It felt right in the moment, so I went along with it. Um, It's great to experiment um, and it's always good when you're starting out or you're just filming yourself, you know, or you're filming your friends because you have that freedom. Um, When you're working on something that's larger, like a bigger film or something that needs more refining, Um, you have to kind of hone it in um, a lot more than you can if you're just, you know, filming your friends or whatever. But yeah, I I mean, I still like experimenting with the actors and improvising. Like, I love improvisation, so I will find a way um, to make it more in the moment. (laughs) Yeah, definitely on set. I feel that. There's a lot of, like, time constraints and a lot of pressure, but... Working with actors, like, you never know what they think of, like, on set, and that's the beauty of, like, being on set compared to, like, doing it with your friends. Yeah, definitely. So how do you find the inspiration for your films? It sounds really cliche, but obviously inspiration's everywhere. Um, So I think it's about being open, um, because over the past five years, there's been times where I've not been in the industry, and I've not been very creative. And I think that's a choice that I've made. Um, Obviously, I've had ideas come to my mind. Um, I've chosen not to write them down, whereas the past year I've been more open to creating. So inspiration feels more, it's coming more natural to me because I see things in a different way now. But I think music, I couldn't do anything without music. I just, I, I, music is inspiration for me. Like when I'm writing, I'm listening to music. When I'm walking, I'm listening to music. I just, I have, I have to listen to music Um, and poetry. Um, I love spoken word artists. Um, Anything really poetic um, just gives me inspiration. Um, And obviously other films. I mean, it would, I'd be a liar if I said, oh, other films don't inspire me. I, you know, creatively, you know, it's all my own. I think there's so much, oh, and galleries, art galleries, inspiration everywhere. (laughs) I love just browsing. And just, like, seeing the new and then, like, the old, like, classic art, too. 
Yeah, same. And the way it, the they paint like the lighting on the paintings of like the Renaissance paintings is just unreal. Yeah. I find it really gorgeous. Are there specific directors that you look up to? Yeah, so my favourites um, are definitely Wong Kor Wai, uh, In the Mood for Love, um, and 2046. Um, Agnes Varda is another um, one of my favourites. I would say they're my two, they're my two favourites. Awesome. Agnes Varda, yeah. I love like that time period too that she did her work in. Yeah, same. But um I mean I love I love Goddard. It's very cliche, um, French New Wave. Um not my he's not my favourite. Um I just yeah, I, I love Agnes. There's something about her work. So your short film Lockdown definitely encapsulated the feelings of isolation and productivity and boredom this pandemic has brought on to us. How have you yourself stayed motivated to write or make films during these tough times? I'm a workaholic, so I can't, I, I just can't not. I, I just, like, obviously I had down days and days where I'm like, I can't do anything and I choose to do something else, um, which I think is still part of the creative process in itself. But I'm very, what am I doing next? What am I focusing on? What, what? Am I, how am I, what am I going to achieve today that is going to get me a step closer to where I want to be? Um, so, yeah, I think I had a lot planned for this summer, um, especially when I had stopped for my second year studying and I just had to rework all my plans around the pandemic and go, how can I still do the same thing but at home? Um, and I think I've managed to, to do that in my own way. So, yeah, I've kind of self-motivation and having a strong friend network around me who are constantly supporting me so um I think that helps a lot I think that's very special to have too and just like have the people that support you and also you could collaborate with them yeah definitely 100% it's so needed everyone needs a supportive team I think that is essential to success in life generally not even work so as a female director, have you dealt with any sexism or discrimination in the film industry and how have you overcome it? Obviously, yes. Um, I mean, it, it's it's there, even if it's not... I mean, I don't think anyone's openly discriminated against me. When I was acting, I found it a lot t- like tougher. Um, I would turn up on set and feel quite intimidated by such large male crews, especially when I was 19 and that's when I started acting, it was quite intimidating. Um, I think for me, moving over to directing has felt more empowering because I found with acting, it was all about being looked at, and that was just my personal experience. It's not about that, you know, I've trained, I've gone to classes, and I, I have a love with acting, but there's also a part of it that I find I struggle with because a lot of it has been tied to my appearance, and I always get comments like, you have a look for acting. I don't know what this means. So, I mean, I do know what it means, but I'm like, it's not helpful because it just uh, goes back to how I look and not what I can offer. I feel like moving to directing has been powerful for me. Um, A struggle because a lot of it is male-dominated and I still feel quite awkward, perhaps, in certain environments because you want to make sure you're there because 
you're doing a good job with what you can offer as a director and not because of how you look or how people see you or because they want to tick a box and say, we've got women here. But I do think it's changing, especially like in America, like with Ava DuVernay. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Yeah, yeah, there's like a few up and coming women that are starting production companies that are trying to hire women. So I think just like collaborating with other women is very powerful. Yeah, definitely. The industry is becoming a lot more open and less kind of closed off. I'm glad it's it's moving and things are changing. Perfect timing, really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and let's talk about being like a student independent filmmaker and getting your films off the ground. How do you find the money for that? Everything I've done um, in the past year I haven't, it's all been by myself. It's difficult getting money, um, but it's not impossible. And you just need to be fully prepared um, and have the script as solid as you can possibly have it. Have people, uh, editors read it. Um, You know, if you've got friends who are editors or friends who are just really good at, you know, picking things out and who work in the industry, 100% get them to read it. Treatments are essential and make sure you pitch it to people who are right for the project. You don't want to send it to a producer who isn't really going to be interested. You need to do your research and know what producers do what, what producers like your kind of films. Following people on Instagram, I think, is a great way and on Twitter of finding out what producers like what, what production companies you can collaborate with like what. Um, and then you can start approaching people for funds and um, grants. There's loads out there. Um, but I definitely think don't do anything without money, ever, ever. <laughs> if you're going to have mon- need money for it, just, just don't do it without it. Um, it gets messy and it's definitely essential. <laughs> have you used, like... Any of, like, GoFundMe or Indiegogo or any of those crowdsourcing? Yeah, so I used uh, Indiegogo, I think, back when I was 22, so 2017, for a feature film that I did. Um, And it's we got half the money. Um, They're really helpful, I think, if you've got the right uh, network and means to get the money in that way so if you've got a really big network they work perfectly and a really good marketing strategy um i think it's all just about preparation um and knowing your audience and who you're really targeting as well awesome that's good advice perfect (laughs) i've experienced it so i feel like i can share (laughs) as a follow-up question what advice would you give other student or beginning beginner filmmakers just get out there and film Uh, film on your phone, film on your DSLR, film on your red if you've got red, I mean that would be insane, Um, but like just film. Um, You don't have to put everything out there as well, you can film and just keep it yourself and rework it and I think learning how to edit um, is such an important skill because you can, it's like the final step of telling the story I find and as much as you know when you're working out in your head and how you want it to look, you are editing it essentially. So I think you have to be able to edit if you want to direct. That's just my personal opinion. You don't have to be, a, you know, a really top skilled editor, but you have to know how to put something together and find the pace of the film in the edit. So I would say that's really important. Um, 
when you're starting out. You know, even if it's iMovie and you move up to Premiere or Final Cut, um, just just really try to hone your skills with that. Um, I think it's essential. I definitely agree. It also helps, like, for you to understand just the process and what editors have to go through and yes. just, like... How much footage, like, when you're on set, do you really need that extra take sometimes? Like, you know, sometimes it's necessary, but when you're on set and it's just, like, keep going, same takes, same takes, and there's no changes, like, it makes you step back and realize, like, things about being on set, too, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. it It's such a good skill to have, and I think it's good to understand each role, um, and like learn what the roles are on set like you know everyone's job role and in post and in pre-production um, and even in development because you just start being able to piece it together of how this whole process works and you you can respect other people's jobs and what they offer um, to what you're creating so yeah yeah definitely I feel like when I first started I didn't realize how big like crews are actually are especially yeah. like when you make, like, a sci-fi film, there's, like, so many VFX people involved. It's crazy. I mean, VFX blows my mind. I would love to be able to learn how to do all that. Um, I mean, I know parts. I can't do any of it. I know how things are done. Um, but, yeah, it's a real skill. A lot of time. This is a very debatable question, and sometimes I question my own schooling, especially right now because all of our classes are going to be online for the fall. And so I'm taking a film class where we're supposed to be making short films every two weeks, like if it was in person, but now it's all online. So I'm questioning, like, am I, why am I paying the same amount for, like, being online and we're not going to be able to use the equipment? Do you think film school is worth it? So I completely understand how you feel about COVID and the new restrictions, because I'm in the same situation. I'm going to be going to no lectures, no seminars. I would just be doing that from my home and it just sounds horrible to me. Um, it's like, why am I paying this money for this? It makes no sense. I've never been to film school. Um, for me, I would say yes, but that's only because um, I come from an actor's... Uh, I'm an actor going into directing. I'm not... I mean, I've worked in production. I've never worked in the crew, so in the camera department or sound department. I've just... I don't have that technical ability with big cameras um, and I would love to be able to to learn more about that and obviously a lot of the stuff I have learned is self-taught and it is possible but I think when you're there every day working at something you it comes more it comes to you more quicker and you pick it up quickly and it's a priority whereas when you're learning it yourself you have to remember to keep booking it in with everything else that you're doing and I think I will learn it on the way and it's not you know too detrimental to everything I'm doing um but yeah I would love to go film school it's very expensive here um if it's not a university so there are a lot of them are private but it is it is something that I would love to do um but I don't think it's it's for everyone or that it's needed um, you can definitely do it without film school, but it's it would be incredible to go at the same time. I think you would learn so much being there, so yeah. And when someone asks you to direct a film, how do you know you are the right person for the project? 
I would say if it resonates with me when I read it. I feel a lot of my work is to do with feelings. Um, and by that, I mean all, all films have feelings in them, but I have to have a really strong feeling, like an emotional feeling about the work I'm doing um, at that moment in time. And something I'm working on at the moment, when I read the poem that the film's on, it really connected with me and it was very much my mental state of feeling in like a transition, you know, kind of changing um, identity moment. And I think for me, I just couldn't not do it. I had to direct it. Um, and I think you have to go with your gut and if you feel like this just, you can't make this work or you're making suggestions to the writer and they're like, no, you know, or you feel, or even sometimes you just feel personalities just don't work. Um, for me, it's about someone's energy. If I'm working with someone and I don't, they don't have the same energy as me where they're, let's do this, let's do this, let's find a way, let's create, then I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be holding this up. I think as much as it can be about the piece, the work can be amazing, but if the energy and the focus from someone isn't, then I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, I think both have to, you know, you can always work on the work, on the piece itself, but you can't change someone. Um, and that's fine. It's just not meant to be. So, yeah. I definitely agree. Finding yeah. just, like, people in general to work with is hard, and then the right people is even harder. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's why sometimes the industry can seem so closed off, because when you find your group, when you find the people you work with, you just never want to stop working with them, and then you find new people, but it's not every month that happens, or every year. It can take a few years, you know, or it could just happen overnight. It's one of them. Um, yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah. I love finding, like, those people like your film family as I call it it's just like great and you just feel like you have a community to go to when times are hard and you could be vulnerable with these people because they understand what filming is like great but sometimes it's very hard and especially like when you're on set all day and then if you do have the right people and the people that have do have good vibes they will like pump you up even if you're feeling like down on set sometimes yeah a hundred percent i think it's so essential having a creative group of people who can just support you no matter what even if they're not in the film industry or they are you know they're doing something else creative um i just think yeah i couldn't live without those people for sure. <laughs> I couldn't do anything without them. So if there is a project that you are not really, you don't really want to do, how do you politely decline it? If the work is really great and you love it, and it's just not for you for some reason, um, definitely compliment people when they're doing something good. Um, you know, even if you don't particularly like the writing or you think it's not where it needs to be right now you know if constructive feedback is the kind of relationship you can have with that person then you know you can offer it to them and just say look this isn't for me at the moment and give a reason I think niceness and honesty you can't go wrong with it I think when you try to lie and say you know make up a reason as to why you don't want to be part of the project it's only gonna kind of come back at you um and it will never come off as sincere or just as nice as just being honest. Um, and, you know, sometimes you might be too busy, you know, wait for one bus and two come along. Like, you just, you never know. And I think 
you've just got to be honest and say right now I can't take something else on we obviously for me I love taking on as much as I can um and as much as that can be good because I'm motivated to do more it can also be bad because then I take on too much so I think knowing your limits um and not taking something on board because someone's approached you if you feel something isn't your work or what you want to put out there just say great script but it's not me, it's not, um, I don't think I can make something for this, I think you'll find a director who's perfect for it, I know someone. So just being aware of what work you want to put out there I think is super important as well. Mm, I definitely agree. So as a director, I feel like it's your responsibility to make sure everyone feels comfortable on set. And we have a question from the United Kingdom, someone named Troy, and he asks, how do producers and directors ensure that their work environment is a friendly and collaborative environment? Making sure you know everyone on set um, is really important and that you take the time before and while you're on set to really acknowledge people and not be distant. And I would say bringing yourself in a way that you are open and you know, you're creatively calm, I like to call it, that you're not letting that obviously being a director, all the problems go to the producer, you feel kind of in your creative element that you can then be friendly and nice to other people because you feel peaceful in a way. Preparation is key. Um, my first time as a director, a lot of things weren't prepared in the sense of the production um, itself and that creates a really bad vibe on set. So even if you're being as nice as you can and you're trying to make sure everyone's, you know, having a good time, if nothing's prepared that's affecting everyone's work it's affecting the costume designer it's affecting the the makeup department it's affecting everything and i think it's important to make sure everything's prepared especially with independent filmmaking and when the money's tight and you you want to make sure people feel comfortable and happy in their work environment so yeah i definitely agree especially like when you just have like time constraints too. Whenever I feel like I'm not prepared, it's not just one thing that's not prepared. It's like then if that's not prepared, then it puts everything behind schedule. So yeah. yeah, definitely. And then everyone starts getting stressed and it's good as a director just to let the people who deal with the problems deal with the problems and you just focus on what you've got to do because you have those people there. There's so many people that can help um, and you know, your problems always just the creative side of things um and I think you can be the smiles person you know that doesn't have to worry and make sure your actors are happy and the crew are happy so yeah yeah definitely and like on set people are asking you a million questions 24 7 and so we have a question I'm sorry if I'm not going to pronounce this correctly Jalila from Houston they ask as a director what is something you don't want to forget while on set so, I mean, everything. Everything's important. Um, if you know you're going to need it, don't ever forget it. Um, but I would just say, don't forget yourself. I mean, that sounds really cliche and weird, but... I love that. Just, yeah, it's just don't forget yourself because I think when you go into, like, being on set, it is a very high, like, it is an intense um, situation and a lot is going on. And I do sometimes fall into a producer mindset where I think of problems and it's 
that only takes me away of what I'm trying to achieve and I think it will only take you away of the people in front of you if you know your vision and you know what you want to do that's the most important thing so you can't forget that because that's what's going to be the driving force of the the film like I always think a film is you know there's so many authors to a film there's the writer there's the director there's you know the people who design everything you know there's I mean there's so many departments there there's the actors and I think uh, and the editors as well I mean they in a way the way they cut it is in a sense telling a story you can cut a film in certain ways and grade it in another and it tells so many different things than it would just in production um so I think being aware of that um will automatically give you a sense of your vision will be able to your vision will be able to channel through that um and yeah and your ego won't take over which is what I'm thinking I'm saying so you remember yourself but you don't you don't kind of bow to your ego (laughs) I think that's really important to remember especially on and offset too yeah oh yeah definitely as a follow-up question, Val from Vancouver asks, how do you deal with pressure and expectations put onto you? So I probably put them on myself more than others. So I'm very good at meeting expectations and deadlines. And if someone needs something, like, I will have it done and done, like, a million times over. But the pressure I put on myself, um, as artists, we all do it. We all we look at our work too much or I look at my work too much and I overthink it. Um, and you know, I'm always like seeing others and comparing and you have to just take a step back and no one's bringing what you're bringing to the table. No one's going to be able to offer it, you know, in a sense, everything's been done before, you know, it's, it's how you tell the story. Um, you know, everyone's used jump cuts. Everyone's done, I don't know, fade to black. Like, you know, it's how you, tell the story and I think for me working with actors and finding a way to really get them vulnerable and out of their shell and to allow them freedom to tell that story wherever it is in that moment coming from them um, I think is so important. I think it's really special when that happens on set too you can feel like the energy shifting when an actor really feels like a scene and it's sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this, but there's like an intimate moment between an actor and a director. And it's just like when you know they hit that special sweet spot and you both just like feel that strong emotion. That is what I live for on film sets. Like, man, is there like specific techniques you do with actors to bring out their vulnerability or just to get a stronger performance? Yeah, so I've one of my favorite ones, which I learned through acting classes that I do myself so by acting it helps me be able to direct I find because you understand what they're going through and what they need um and one of my favorite ones it was a breakup scene I got the two actresses to stand facing each other um and I put on music and they had to say things about each other of how the other one made them feel so they knew the circumstances and they had to keep saying over and over again while the crew was setting up and everything, you make me feel this, you make me feel that. Um, and they had to come up with them, that themselves. 
and then I would do things where they would have to stand against a wall and stand grounded and basically shout like F you um, from their stomach um, and it almost drops you into feeling and I think it's about dropping people into feeling I'm not as much as I want a certain tone and a certain mood to a scene actors can do this themselves but I love working with them to really drop them into that feeling and in a sense let them improvise um I mean it can be frustrating in edit when um people go off uh, the, the lines and you know you have to find a way to edit that but I do love improvised scenes and letting the actors kind of have a free-for-all in their emotions and I have before let a scene finish and then just let the cameras rolling because the actors were still going and they just kept going and it was beautiful it was almost like a documentary <laughs> of a breakup <laughs> but yeah I love that though like you don't know what to expect and sometimes it's better than what you wrote or the writer wrote sometimes yeah no definitely cool. so what's next for you Elizabeth so at the moment I'm working on two film poems um one is not written by myself um it's written by my friend and she's all the way in LA and we're filming it via Zoom and on her phone and at the moment it's looking incredible um, and it's worked really well. Um, so Covid can't stop us. <laughs> that sounds very cool. Uh, yeah, it's really exciting. It's called The Mirror and um, it's about identity and almost kind of finding yourself again um, and the process of change itself and working on an original score with my friend Veronica for that. So it's all female production, um, so it's exciting. And then I'm working on a f another film poem, which is called I'm Not Your Muse, which I wrote, and it's about the male gaze um, and being a female, um, especially being an actress, so yeah. Wow, you'll have to send them to me when they're done. Definitely, I will, and they'll be online and I'll 100% send them on and let uh, ask for your feedback, see what you think. Cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And you can find Elizabeth's website in the description below. Perfect. Thank Have you. Bye. <laughs>